0: Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our second podcast, what? second episode with the Crossons. So those of you that are joining us for the first time, we sat down with Russ and Julie Crosson, and this is the second of three. Where we sit down with uh, Russ and Julie.
1: Yeah, you'll wanna ha- make sure that you listen to the first one because they'll definitely do a great overview of just even how they got married and their story that leads up to where we're gonna be heading into.
0: Yeah, but in this next one, some of the things we're gonna get into they're gonna talk about is just their, you know, how they navigated uh, buying the first car and this idea of a family car uh, with the boys. They're gonna talk about this idea of the Crossins Men's Club. And then how they navigated friendships with the boys and those relationships and this idea of, and you're going to love hearing about this, of what it means to keep the pantry full and how they really use that to uh, to have influence in both their boys' lives and their, the friends of their boys. So let's jump in with episode number two with The Crossings. So when did they buy their car that well, you matched? Well,
2: that's where I learned. Okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us that because
1: we're already starting to have <laughs> well, these conversations we, we, now okay. about working well, towards a the mistake. car. Here's
2: a mistake well, we, we made. Mistake. We matched <clears> them <throat> out of high school. My oldest was really smart. He goes, hey, you're matching me. So he got it after his junior year. Well, a couple of problems with that. Now, you know, their insurance is more expensive and all that. Plus, they don't make the best decision. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to match you for a car, and help you get a good car. It can kind of launch you in your marriage. Yeah. yeah. So, so he buys my- a Z28, all right? A <laughs> <laughs> like, that wasn't my plan. Was like, and then I saw what happened to the insurance. So, Chris, what I did was I said, okay, guys, I know I told you I'd match you for a car after high school, but I, I've learned, I've gotten smarter. <laughs> no <business>. We're switching <laughs> it up here. I, I said, in order to help on the insurance and all that, why don't we match for a car after college yeah gotcha yeah in other words you know that way they still had a car and they paid gas and and all of that they had to pay me back for the insurance but we kept the insurance you know on mine to keep the the cost down so that gave them four more years to kind of mature and and um so the
1: cars they drove though in high school were were your cars
3: we called a school car. car Okay. Which was usually some um th- something that was at least ten or fifteen years old, so that, you know, they couldn't they had to be careful with it because one will last forever. But it was it was. Something then they passed that, it down to their, their the,
1: their the brother, next person right. in line.
0: Because they were far enough apart that by the time one of them got to college, the next one was turning sixteen, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, so
3: but, the school car was what they one car that they drove in high school, and then once once they went to college, then. That's that's when they would if they needed the school car they might take that one and get another one for the other two. Gotcha. So so that it did keep it because see the thing with our son that did buy the Camaro he did have a wreck um, and the insurance company dropped him and then it mm. was about five thousand for him to cover his own insurance he had to wow. get it on his own yeah. so that yeah. did not work. Uh, that so was I think just company.
2: having a car and plus they don't get this ownership idea it's a school car it's a family car it's for mom's convenience so she didn't have to drive. Right, it. that's
1: good. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: And um, and and then when they go off to college, you know, they just have their cars. But not, we didn't really match them for that kind of starter car. The yeah. My idea was, you know, they'll buy an SUV or they'll get something that'll launch their family, not some sports car, right? Yeah. We also had to limit the amount. Well, in our case, we had to limit the amount because their lawn business was pretty lucrative. <laughs> and, then, and then they, um, and then they, that's awesome. Their most lucrative thing was aerating. Can, right. Oh, can that's make $1, cool. $1,000 on a Saturday in the fall if you're really
3: willing to work. That's, that's uh, fun. Uh, Our son
1: just did that this summer. You really? can make a lot of money Yeah, at it.
0: 12.
3: Can you do that like four weekends in a row? You can make a lot of money. Oh,
0: that
1: was him. his uh, cash cow. He
0: yeah. did phenomenal. Yeah. He started yeah. it this year.
1: And yes. we It was a very low price compared to what aerating goes for. Well,
2: think about it. you got a BMW. you got to go down to Ace Hardware and rent you an aerator for 50 bucks. and stick it in the back of your BMW, and some kid comes by and says, hey... 50 bucks, 75 yeah. bucks, carry your yard. And they'll, right. They'll, they'll, throw money, money. They'll, they'll throw money They'll yeah. at you. Yeah, You're absolutely
3: right.
0: Right. If, yeah. yeah. It's been a big day. He's looking he forward to doing it, it again yeah. next yep. year. Yeah, so.
3: well, that's why we limited it to 15,000. Okay. Because they, um, <laughs> They were getting way past that.
1: And we're thinking, wait a minute, we're not going to be spending that kind of money. Yeah, you're not getting a right. Ferrari. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great to know. That's good. But
1: that, That's that helps us because we're in that stage now. We've been talking about they have give jars, save jars, and spend mm-hmm. jars. Yes. We've done a little bit of um, we've listened to some Dave Ramsey ideas on how to kind of plan for things like that and have talked to them about, okay, you need to start saving for a car now, especially our 12-year-old. Um, but that I, it gives us definitely more to think about you know as yeah. to when a car is awarded them mm-hmm. and what type of car and all that so that's yeah. really helpful that's great
3: yeah we just covered yeah. uh, our insurance with them because we figured uh, part, of the, part of the other thing is kind of take the stupid mm. out of it because we just covered <laughs> liability so if you have an accident the collision is yours mm. so that's what our son had to pay yeah, off he had to about, pay what 3500 yeah a couple thousand dollars uh, he had wow. to pay 3500 for the collision so yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we kind of that's why we got the the, the old junkers. The, that's the, good. The, the liability covered about what it was worth, anyway.
1: and I think that's just humbling. I don't know. There's something about having a cool first car that's just a. It's, I don't know. It's whatever. Hard to
3: handle as a teenage male.
1: Well, in this, I I know I'm married to a grown-up teenage male, so um, who loves cars. But yes. um, oh,
0: my first car yeah. was a junker. You know, so I get it. Yeah. I get it, and, uh, and and I like that idea for the for the kids as well.
2: Well, I think um, the thing I'd say as a summary of all that is by us just saying we'll match you if you get the Hope Scholarship. We didn't have to fight grades. Yeah. Right. We didn't have to yeah. fight, hey, go work. And we also had a thing with boys, you're either going to do sports, yeah. you're not going to come home and, and do nothing. nothing. You right. Exactly what we get a on. job or do sports teams. Right. And um, there was none of this, you know, I'm just done at 3 o'clock or
3: whatever. We did let it be either or because we felt like they need to have time to study. We don't want them up till midnight studying because they yeah. need, our other thing was, they need a lot of sleep. Yep. I mean, if they get to bed yes. by 9, that's kind of what we encouraged because they, they need a lot of sleep. So to make them work and sports, that was that's not a in lot. their favor. Yeah. So uh, we said either or. And so... That was good. One that's of them great. Not to, well, just one year he chose not to the do sports, do sports and
2: did the work, and then he decided
3: he'd rather do sports than the
0: next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he learned, learned that lesson, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that sports is work, but it's a little more fun. Yeah. Yes. That's
3: right. That's right.
1: That's right.
0: Hey, what would you look think about looking back? What do you think has had the greatest impact on the relationships and the relationships, not just when teenage, you know, middle school, high school, but really the relationship in college and even right after? What did you guys do during those years that set it up for having a good relationship with the boys? One
3: of the things we decided was we're not going to raise our voice at them. We're not going to say ugly things because you can't take those back. Yeah, um, that we need to be good about guarding our heart, and when they bump us, which they do, especially our middle one, he knew the buttons to push. Yeah. He steadied us, and he'd push them. And we're going, oh my, oh my goodness, yeah, I child. don't
2: like you, I'm not coming home. So, we,
3: we were really diligent to guard our hearts. That mm-hmm. That's not to say we didn't get angry, and didn't get sure. the irritation, and frustration, and feel trapped, and all that sort of thing, but when those things came out, we knew how to deal with them. We bought, yeah. And we realized we don't have time. To, to coddle these little problems mm-hmm. in our hearts that are coming out. We've, for their sakes, we've got to deal with them quick. So, I mean, it's just Sky Telegram. Lord, forgive me. I'm so angry with this child. Would you forgive my anger and would you fill me with your love and joy and peace so I can deal with this child yeah. who desperately needs to be disciplined, but not by an angry mother. That's right. So, I think that has served us through the years of of dealing with, with, with our own hearts so that we can deal with them the way they need to be dealt with. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's what's kept our... The real, they've they've had to forgive us. It's not like we did that perfect, but yeah. I think it's kept the relationship strong.
0: That's great. Of, wow, that's great. I love that. Yeah, I
2: think mm-hmm. um, in addition to not being angry, was one of the greatest ways to maintain the relationship, being willing to ask for forgiveness when you mm-hmm. realize you have, you know, made a mistake. We've done that several times. I think the other thing that I would say to that is, as I alluded to earlier, is we tried not to get too busy. We realized that this parenting was our Highest calling, and so we said no to a lot of stuff. That's and, good. and I think parents today are too busy, yeah. Yeah. and they're they're carting their kids when they're younger to one largely irrelevant activity after another, while the kids are looking at the back of their head. Yeah. And um, <coughs> and that's good point. Know, and and then they get into high school, they they overcommit. The parents are overcommitted. Kids are overcommitted. And I think that's that's something we have to guard against. And and I think we, I think being our temperament, we were. It was easier for us to say no to a lot of things and and realize there we're in different stages of life. Even a lot of good things we'd say no to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think parents today, it's even more difficult with all the social media and all yeah. the stuff. Um, but I think by, by not being too busy, by controlling the anger, like I said earlier, the kids are watching. Since we weren't angry at each other, that helped our relationship with them. Yeah. Because... Um, uh, if we'd got, in fact, if they've told us, they've said, if we would have seen you guys not getting along, that, right, that would have i tell say that's the most humbling thing, is now you ask them, hey, what what we do? You know, you asked, Chris, what would you do? And I thought they'd say, well, you had devotions, or you... We kept saying,
3: you, well, all those devotions, did the, that really helped. I did you? the
2: coming of age party at 15, <laughs> and <laughs> 18, modern day night, had all the men pray over them. You know all that stuff, which is all fine. Well, that's I, yeah, your memory. I, think, I think all that stuff's good. It's <laughs> uh, necessary. I, I think it's all necessary. But I, because when I was getting ready to teach this class on raising boys, I asked the boys, said, "Well, what, what would you tell the class? What yeah. would you tell the class?" Because I went back and looked at all the stuff we had done. Yeah, and she said, "What'd you do?" Well, right, I did all that stuff: coming of age, raising Monday night, preparing for adolescence. You know, the focus on the family stuff. You know, yeah, mm. talked about sex, all the stuff.
3: Took the weekend away. Took you know, the weekend
2: away, and they said, you know. You modeled it. I said, hmm. I said, what? I, I said, like, <laughs> no, no,
1: give me the long uh, answer. <laughs> said,
2: and, but, but but, when I cut it all through, I told the class, I said, if I just come in here and said two words to you, and that was very humbling because they were picking up everything. Hmm. He, and I'd say to you, when you're, when you don't think they're listening.
1: Yeah. So you'll
2: be tempted not to talk to them, not to stay engaged, yeah. to just give up on them. And I would say to you, no, they are listening, they are watching, they ain't going to give you the benefit of knowing and so that's that was I, I was blown away because I was like you know when I wanted to give up when I wanted to say it ain't working you know I've tried all this stuff and now you're acting like a jerk mm-hmm. they were watching they wanted to see if I was going to give up Yeah. yeah. Nice. so I, I it sounds trite but having going toe to toe with them and staying engaged in their lives even when you don't know what to do yeah. you, know, you know, James 1 says you know when you don't know what to do you ask for wisdom mm-hmm. And and, yeah. and we did and and then when we didn't, when we realized we didn't come up with the right answer, we asked for forgiveness. But fast forward, they're in their 20s, and when they tell you that, I mean, I was, I was like, I thought they'd say, "Well, Dad, we took me away for yeah, yeah. that coming of age deal," and all those men came and prayed. That was a turning point. It was yeah. none of that. It
3: hmm. was, or a mission trip or, we, took, we took them to Brazil we, oh, did yeah.
2: all, we did all that stuff you know get them, get them out of the country let them see stuff yeah <laughs> nope
3: and that's all good stuff but that's not what
2: that's they not what they said
3: So.
0: But part of that maybe was the modeling though yeah, well, you know that's, I yeah, mean right. all that kind yeah. of is a part of it yeah
2: and I think I think they saw that they saw that we were but intentional that was, the intentionality leadership. we were trying yep. yeah and Yeah. so I think that's all part of it but at the end of the day me loving Julie and not getting angry with her mm. and going toe to toe and not giving up hmm even when we, I didn't know what to do, and Julia said, well, you're the spiritual leader, you're supposed to know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a dirty, dirty statement. Um, they were watching, and I think that's the thing I say to parents, especially teen, you guys, you got something getting ready to go in. There. they're gonna act like they ain't listening, they don't care anything you're saying, don't be- it, It'll come out later. It'll come out later, they're yeah. watching. In mid-20s, all that stuff you've said to them comes back out. When they now come we're watching in. our kids take our same family traditions, we yeah. watched them take the same stuff at Christmas, go cut your tree. We used to Aww. cut it. And yeah. he asked about tradition, well, we always cut our tree. we go out here and cut some crazy Virginia pine that didn't even fit in our house. we <laughs> it on a nice, neat you know, tree in a little, you know, little yeah. 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 And now I'm oldest. I can't wait. Go cut my tree. You
3: know?
2: That's
0: great. That's so, awesome.
3: Yeah. I would say, too, we also did um, planning weekends. Just Russ and I. Mm-hmm. That was helpful too because I think it just the crush of life, you yeah. you're not really thinking through everything. So we would uh, he was really good about it because I never felt like we had time to go away once a year where we talk through each child. Mm. What, what what is it that we're doing okay with? But what do they what do they need? What are we yeah. focused in on? I like that. And that kind of reset us. Just we had time together. Make sure we're talking through things. Well, we would talk about how are we doing. But then we, sometimes it was just how how are we doing with the kids? Yeah. How, how, what do we need to work on? What, what, what are their weaknesses? How can we help them? Uh, that, those were times I think were tremendously important. That's so, what,
2: one other thing we did that I think helped through all of this early on, we formed a Cross and Men's Club. <laughs> we have three boys, yeah. but it was this idea that okay, here's what a Cross and man does, you know, what they look like, what's expected. You know, helping mom mm-hmm. with the door. So when the kids were little, they right. help her with the door, with the chair. So early on, we created this idea that to be a Protestant man, you had to be a godly man. Here's what that looked like. You know, back to work. Mm-hmm. You know, help mom with the chair, the yeah. door, and all that, and to love God. And we had a secret handshake, <laughs> yeah. a secret code. But but that's that carried on, and that 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 was at our Christmases. A tradition at Christmas was I would do a scavenger hunt or clue hunt for the kids to find their crossing men's club gift right? hmm. Just one gift for all of them like one year oh, was a canoe so cool one year was you know so uh, i like that but
3: it was something they had to do together because oh, they, love like, that. they weren't all getting along so the crossing men's club gift had to be something they all had to do together so they all had been you know canoe together or they all had to tube together whatever
2: But then what they said, you tried to come in one time. They said, you can't come in to use a woman. (laughs) I know. See, that's the hard
1: part because I want to be a part of all those fun things. I'm like, dang, I want to ride in the canoe. now,
2: fast forward, we go on our family vacation next week. The men's club will probably go whitewater rafting, you know, without the women. We'll just hang out as guys. But the thing was, I created an expectation early on that here's what a crossing man does and doesn't do. Mm -hmm. Whether it be how they treat a woman what's expected of them, mm-hmm. and so you kind of create this ethos that we don't do that. Sure. So I, I, think, I think of the. I think that's why we didn't struggle with drinking. I don't drink, and I'm not saying you know people can't. But the point was they picked up that okay, well, dad doesn't do that. So yeah, and and then we found out that the other thing that's interesting that we underestimated is, and I know you guys have a couple of boys. That older one really sets the. Yeah. They were watching the older oh, You were watching the older one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. He had, and I remember sitting Clark Clark down one time and saying, "Hey, you know, you're the firstborn, and you're really kind of setting the flavor here, and you're kind of called to a higher standard." And um, we found out years later that the youngest wasn't any of the great training we had done. But he said, "I watched my older brother, and if he would have done it, I would have done it, but he didn't do it, so I didn't do it." Yeah, cause wow! That's,
3: that's a big spiritual thing. What 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 are your convictions? You know, why don't you do things that most of everybody else does? Did you have some kind of a whatever? He goes, "Nope." Clark didn't, so I didn't. So wow. he was watching his older brother. Yeah. Brennan all this spiritual training. Was him. <laughs> it was that older one was was modeling the right thing. The younger one wanted to follow. Him. Wow, that's great, so, so cool. Like, oh my goodness. Wow.
2: So I think you do, you do all those things, Chris, and you know you you do, and I think your kids are picking up as you do that. But more importantly, they're watching. And I think the thing i I've to you in the teen years is they don't act like they're hearing, but they really are.
3: Well, I would say, too, just so it doesn't look like everything was so wonderful for us, um, our youngest hated the middle son and vice versa. So there were years where um, their hatred for each other was palpable. Hmm. And we didn't know what to do about it. I mean, mm-hmm. we just kept praying and saying, you guys are going to be best friends someday. And I, we couldn't see it. Claim it. I was going to do that. Um, it, and it was their personalities. One like enjoyed teasing, and the youngest one took it personal. And so there, it was yeah. like it was oil and water. Hmm. So you know, there were rules. I can't beat each other up. There's no kicking and 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 <laughs> biting. biting. There were certain things I couldn't do, but you know, you can't force a heart issue. Absolutely. so yeah. They they basically hated each other until hmm. uh, the middle one went to college, and then started seeing that. And now they call each other almost every day. Hmm. I mean, God, obviously. Yeah, I think you should. Hearts,
2: expe- so. I think you should expect some. During those teen years, some Strife, sibling, Yeah, they don't give up on that. They're gonna, they're gonna squabble and, like, our oldest, he was the peacemaker, and the middle one worshipped him, and then the younger one comes along, and he got along with the older one too, and um, that's why when the older one went off to college, now he just left two and three. Yeah, that's when it all. And that's when, they... that's when they. it all hit. That's when it was all bad for several years. Hmm. But you know, like we had rules, and you know, you you can't speak ugly, and we were we were engaged back. To, we were engaged and at least trying.
1: Right. If you would have left them to their own devices, it would probably have been a whole different uh, scenario.
2: Yeah. But so, but, yeah.
1: But you still had family rules and they had to abide by it regardless if they got along or not.
3: Absolutely. But like I did stuff like every field trip I could, I drove it because if one of the things i realized i need to know what the friends who the friends are mm-hmm, they're exactly family. for some reason when you drive carpool they think you're invisible think right it's <laughs> so true stuff, i usually have the suburban so i'd have six or seven kids they would say stuff that if the parents heard this it would it was like unbelievable. but i would hear the conversations about what's going on at school so i had i kept a pulse on that kid's no good now I really like him. He had, you know, so so yeah. kind of so, kept an eye kept a pulse on what's going on. So we our
2: oldest he had a friend that was one of those ones that wasn't yeah. going the right direction and yeah. so his his freshman year we worked real hard to distract yeah. him and that was a good thing cuz yeah. this kid went into drugs. Yeah. And went off the deep end. and so <laughs> Well, I wrestle with them an awful lot to try to get rid of some of that aggression. They, they do need to have that. Yeah, They are. And I wrestled with them into their till they got bigger than me. And there's there's a hole in the sheetrock in our bedroom <laughs> when they knocked me off and the heel went through the sheetrock. But um, um, I think I think uh, Chris, you being physical with them, even until you know, I mean, it's, that's totally okay. Yeah, just wrestling all that. And I think too. Um, you know, obviously they couldn't, you know, punch each other in the face and all that. But every now and then they'd get in a wrestling match or, or whatever. And as long as there wasn't like like hitting below the belt and just you know stuff that was off limits, I think
3: some of that's okay. Yeah. Um, Especially the anger. If they were trying to hurt each other, then that's when we drew the line. Yeah. If you're if you're trying to hurt that other person because you're so angry. <laughs> Then, then we that that was that was not allowed. But the it seemed like they boys are just that way. I mean, even other boys coming in, they are always wrestling, yes, I touching, yeah. punching. But it's it's all more yeah. in fun more than this angry. I'm going to hurt you because I'm yeah, so, so we, angry. Right. Yeah. Deal, if the anger was there, we would deal with it yeah. and
2: stop that. That's yeah. off
3: limits. <clears throat> but every I've got pictures downstairs on the in the hallway because I love pictures. So I have pictures of all the different aspects of vacations and. Growing up, and every single one of those pictures have been knocked off. (laughs) I mean, it's just with boys. I don't care who they're. I mean, sometimes we'll sit there and Russ and I. It makes me laugh because when boys come over, they're always, like I said, touching, yeah, pushing. It's an activity. Always Always
1: something's an activity. They don't
3: leave each other. They got their arm around the neck. Something. (laughs) But you watch a bunch of girls. They're not doing that. Right. They're not. They're so. They're so different. Yeah. That they have to be constantly
2: touching so i think too, this is why the temperaments are so important to understand see we didn't have like i grew up i was the oldest of four boys and then a sister and we probably fought more because i'm the cleric i'm the lion and so we probably fought more my oldest was a phlegmatic and so we didn't have as much of it because he was just pretty much go with the easy plug. going yep and then you have the sanguine person if our youngest would have been the oldest we probably would have had more of this so chris mm-hmm. I think you know, we didn't have a whole lot of... Although we found out later, we've learned things, that the older you, you two... You will find out The older that. two couched the younger one. Oh, we said, what does, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? And I guess one time we were gone, the older two had put the younger one under the couch and just left him there. So he, on top of he couldn't, couldn't get up. But, uh, so, yeah, this, here's the thing. There's, there's no... Um, formula for this. That's why being there and just observing, you know, is this, is this wrestling and fighting okay? Is yeah. it not? And you kind of know when you're there. Yeah. When they cross. The usually
1: market. I find it's at night. Like we had a situation where like one of the boys flicked one with the rubber band Now it's 9 o'clock at night, so they're exhausted, which just set off this flare. Mm -hmm. And so then the other one, of course, gets up, thinks he's doing a flyby, and like slaps the other one with a a sweatshirt, you know what I mean, and pops him in the eye. And then it just becomes like Mount Everest. And so those are the ones that are like, okay, and that's where we just kind of have to stay calm and just say, did you see where this went? Like, why yeah. did you do that to begin with? Mm-hmm. And then anger, Trump's anger. Then Trump's. So who wins? Yeah. No one wins because you're both yeah. miserable. And yeah, see, I think
2: what you just said, Jan, is exactly the right thing there. <coughs> it's not like, I mean, they're going to do it. That's it is, yeah, and absolutely. So just being there to try to help them think through it, and that's why parenting is so hard. Is there's no formula. Yeah. And you have to ask God for wisdom twenty four seven, and you just you're just there and kind of engaged because, did you know exactly what happened and how you respond, who knows, one time to the next. There's not right. like, okay, I need to p- separate them and yeah. can't talk for yeah. two days. I mean, yeah, maybe not, you know? Yeah. Right.
1: Now, did your boys, did they all have their own room? Did they share rooms? What was that dynamic? Uh,
3: Just curious. Up, we had two and one. Usually it was the two and one, and then, um, and then the youngest was, was in, in their own, and then we moved here and they all had their own room.
2: No, uh, their own. They finally had they all had their own room here. So
3: probably once they got to be built, now, right? did
1: they all stay in their own rooms? Did they actually like you know what I mean commiserate? Did they go between each other? I'm just curious because our boys have their own room. Yeah, they, together. Well,
2: but when we were come, younger one. Yeah. one would get out of his room and go be with his brothers. Yeah. So that was an. That's issue. yeah. Um, but they all had their own rooms, but they they would
3: hang seem out. Like they they seemed like they would all hang out in the kitchen more than anything. Yeah, <laughs> to eat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, both,
2: okay, so that's another thing. We have little bedrooms and there's not media yeah. in those bedrooms. We don't have nobody has a TV. Nobody has Great. any. Great. We're the so same. So they're the not rooms. gonna go hang out in their bedroom. What is there to do besides sleep in there really? So yeah. that was think That's another just a little tweak, but you know, we don't have we have one T V in our house. Yeah. And it's in the in the family room. Well now we got okay. the one on the porch, but <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, but, well, it
0: forces them into one place, yeah, right? Yeah. If they want to get it, they're going to have to get it right here.
3: Well, you were going with the, what we are doing in the kitchen. What about was, food. I think, I think you were talking,
1: talking about the just thing. the whole thing. We,
3: we decided that once they hit the teen years that boys are always hungry. Mm. So yeah. part of our giving was to keep the pantry full, and and the rules were anything you can have anything you want. So all the boys and their friends knew that if you come over to our house and you're hungry and you want to go open cookies or chips or whatever, have at it because we wanted them to want to come to our house. So everybody knew that the pantry is wide open, and I would leave leftovers out on the counter or make stuff for the kids and leave it out there and you can have whatever you want. So that ended up being part of our giving. Was it to make sure that the kids... Because uh, boys are always hungry. They, they are would, always hungry. They come over and I'd say, you know, stay for dinner. I always make casseroles for 12 because mm-hmm. there's always boys around. And I'd say, you know, call your mom so you can stay for dinner. Go, okay. So, of course, of course, they'd stay for dinner and they'd eat. And then they'd go, I got to go. go. Why? they go, well, mom just called. We're having dinner. i go, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I just told her that, you know, I got to go home and have dinner. So they would eat twice. Yeah.
1: No That's so fun. That I like, love so that.
3: Julie said
2: there... This is back to the budgeting thing, Chris, and, and, uh-huh. and the financial piece. But if if you if you're on a limited budget, which most most of us are, then you, and you have your giving, all giving doesn't have to be deductible. And Yeah, you need to give to your church to acknowledge. Right. You know, yep. the scripture says, you know, you know, give to those who feed you and all that. Give to the poor and, and all that. But so even if it's only fifty bucks a month or whatever, extra into your into your grocery budget to like keep the pantry full. <coughs> That could have, that came, Julie said, it came out of giving. That was your ministry, that was ministry. <laughs> to your so, your right. so, kids, yeah. So that helped me, being the financial guy, not get all stressed out about the budget. Because <laughs> like, okay, we're spending all this money on food.
0: That we're not eating. <laughs>
2: for, for a ministry purpose. <laughs> right. So right. I, it was okay to think of it as some of our giving, You yeah. know, it wasn't deductible. And I would say with boys, that was one of our big learnings is if you feed them, they'll come. They yeah. will and then they're at your house. Yeah. And now you've and got. That was the purpose. And now you've would, got, yeah. you've got, I want to be able to hear the conversation. Yeah. And that's how we there. feel. The same. It's yeah. yeah. want this, our house to be a
1: house where people want to, want to gather.
2: You got two boys, feed them, and you'll be happy, and they'll be happy, and their friends will all be happy. Because we have their friends have multi-million dollar houses. Yeah. But they didn't go there. They would come they here. They came here because they could eat. at will at will
3: and they weren't the the ones in the really expensive homes it was like you can't go in that room that's you You can't sit on it everybody goes downstairs so they didn't feel welcome that's kind of how I grew up Um, there was a very famous family that they lived on our street while they built their huge mansion and so when uh, they built the mansion they invited us to come play with their kids at their house we had to go into the back entrance and go straight downstairs because no one was allowed in the rest of the house because mm. we might mess it up and we might, might break something, yeah. which meant you're not welcome. And I'll never forget that. I don't want a house where kids aren't welcome. Absolutely. And because in this beautiful multi-million dollar house, I right. wasn't welcome. Yeah. I don't want to go there. So I, I was like, I'll never go back to that place. Sure. So I, we wanted it to be that I've on purpose gotten wooden things. And <laughs> last thing, because anything that's out here is, is it's open game, right? When the,
2: when the kids have played. Um, what's that? Um, not uh, airsoft. Uh, yeah, they've played airsoft in the house. And <laughs> and <all> the stuff. <laughs> Those
1: pellets are everywhere. Yeah, I want yes to come are. up with a biodegradable <laughs> airsoft pellet. <laughs> if you figure that out, because I mean, they're everywhere in our house. We're they're yeah. everywhere in our house. I think
2: I think the bigger, the overriding principle here is your home is part of an investment in your kids and they need, they need to be lived in you're right so you're not like somebody says you're not raising grass you're raising kids
1: well, we hope that you enjoyed listening to the crossings on this second episode and that you're getting some great things that you can start implementing into your family. We'll look forward to hearing from them their third and final time. And a couple of things that they'll highlight are transitioning their boys into college. One question that you'll hear throughout the podcast series is, what is one thing that you wish that you did more of? And what is one thing that you wish you did less of? And you won't want to miss out on hearing their answers to that. And we hope that you'll tune in and check out The Crossings Part 3.
0: And then also any ideas you guys think of as you're listening on new ideas for topics would be fantastic. So thank you guys for listening. We love spending time with you, and we'll see you on the next one.